Welcome to the I Fired My Boss Franchise Podcast. My name is Dan Claps, founder and CEO of Franchise Playbook, a franchisor platform where we create, own, and operate dynamic franchise brands in the mobile services space. My life's goal is to help people just like you fire their boss and become a business owner. And I'm Christian Dadalak, top franchise consultant and co-founder of Real Franchising, a leading franchise consulting firm. And together, we're on a mission to help people fire their boss, hire themselves, and live the American dream through franchise ownership. Welcome to a, another episode of the I Fired My Boss podcast with my friend and co-host, Christian Dadalek. What's going on, Christian? Just um, getting all set up after the move. For those of you that are maybe watching on YouTube and you see my boring white wall background, it's because I just moved. Don't have everything set up yet, so you just have to bear with me for this episode. But other than that, all good, man. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona now, super pumped and excited to be here and excited to chat about our subject for today. You do kind of look like you're in either like a, a really boring office or like an insane asylum. <laughs> a little bit of both. You're just kind of like in this little room. It, it, it doesn't look like a fun, fun it's room. A padded, but padded wall. Yeah. Yeah. Padded it's wall. Kind of boring right now. We'll, we'll make it look good. We'll make it look like a full on podcast mm-hmm. studio, but it'll take a second to get there, I'm sure. I'm going through the same thing. I, I, I'm floating around my building because I'm in the middle. I just got a new office, you know, for myself here in. In Florida, um, but they're just finishing up getting me in there, um, which I feel bad because I'm working in like a common area and I'm very loud. So I feel bad for my uh, fellow building mates. But all right, well, let's jump in. You know, we were chatting for 20 minutes. We probably should have just recorded this. Um, we're going to do a quick 10 minute episode on what we were just talking about, which is how to do a competitive analysis of really the landscape of your market when you're down to kind of knowing which industry you want to be in. But what does that industry look like? Now, one of the things that I want to be super candid about that I think people don't really think about is before you do the competitive analysis, one thing to keep in mind is every business is always going to have competition no matter what. It's just part of business. So don't get to- too hung up on it. Because one of the things you got to think about is, you know, if I was looking at a lash business to do, you know, eyelash... Uh, in, in, you know, eyelash blowouts. And I looked at how many franchise locations are there in that market. Okay, there's five franchise, you know, there's Lash Lounge, there's Deca Lash, there's whatever else. Okay, there's five. I think there's enough market for me. Well, you don't know about the four or five other franchise brands where there might be multi-unit development agreements where they are planning to come there. They've already signed territory and that franchise is just not yet open. Fortunately, there's no way to have that data. So just keep in mind, market analysis is really only going to be able to show you what's in your market now, not overall. And that's a great point, but it's still one of these to be done. And it's messy and it's not perfect and it's it's just not going to be perfect. But it's it's critical to get done to evaluate what the local competition is going to look like at the end of the day, because I'm all about and what I coach my candidates about is how to make sure that they're going in with their eyes wide open. I mean, obviously, you know, I want to help them find the right franchise opportunity, um, but I'd rather someone not move forward if it's not if it's not the right fit for them. And so, you know, something that that we are, are big on and something that we coach on throughout the process. And obviously, we can't do the work for them; we, they have to do their own due diligence. But we can give them best practices for getting some of this information. And a key, a key way to evaluate a franchise offering is, like you said, 
looking at the competitive landscape in the local market. And we can't know what's going to be there in the future, but what exists today? What does the competitive landscape look like as things stand today? Because it could, it could be an amazing brand. It could be an amazing opportunity. It could fit you in terms of skill, interest level, passions, goals, et cetera. But if your local market doesn't make sense because the competitive landscape doesn't make sense, then maybe it's, it's not a good fit and maybe it's time to look at something else. So, I mean, Dan, what are some things that, and I don't know how much you guys coach on this in your process, but I mean, what are some things you go over with candidates or what are some, some key things that you tell them to look for either as a way to reassure them that, hey, no, the competitive landscape isn't as bad as you might think it is because restoration can be very competitive. Or what are some things you say, hey, yeah, if it's if this is what your local competition looks like, hey, maybe this is something that, you know, market we might want to avoid. I mean, I don't know if that ever happens, but what are your thoughts there? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I just was, I was just having a, con- every, everything is, every market's a little bit different. You know, I was just this, yesterday morning, I was at a brunch with um, two, a husband and wife that are buying Voda in, in the Cape Coral area. And we were talking about that in, in Florida, just the bar is lower than some other areas in all types of service. You know, um, you know, uh, this, you know, kind of personal, but I, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was just talking about like, if you go to a really nice restaurant here, expect the service to be the same as New York for a medium restaurant. If you go to a medium restaurant, just expect to wait like way longer. No insults to anyone listening that's from Florida. It's just, it's just a little bit different of a pace and there's pros and cons to anywhere. But we were talking about that in that market. And since it's such a crowded market, they feel like the bar is so low. And the way that we had encouraged them to look at that is, you know, call your competitors. Go act like you're a restoration in need of restoration, like a secret shopper and see how fast they answer, see how polite they are. And that's for restoration, for example. But I would go and I would take a gym class at your local area, you know, go eat the food at the local restaurant, whatever your industry you're looking at. Go secret shop competitors is the number one, number one way to learn, really, in my opinion. I think that's that's completely true. I think the way that I coach my clients is, you know, it's like a funnel process or almost just start with the easy stuff that you can do first and then narrow down to the secret shopping of it. Like some basic things you can do right out of the gate is a Google search. Search restoration businesses in my area or like my pipe burst or whatever. Like things that, you know, someone might might type into Google if they needed help or something like that. Or, or just Google local restoration companies and see what the reviews are. See what your your competitors' clients are saying about them. Maybe if there's like, you know, five or 10 businesses in my area that all have, you know, 5,000 five-star reviews, maybe that gives me some pause. Now, not and I don't think that should necessarily mean you don't do it because it depends on maybe there's, like you said, Dan, maybe there's a way to step up the way that the, the customer experience is delivered. But you don't really, you don't really know until you do that, some of that work. But on a preliminary basis, I mean, what is the average competitor in my market, what does their online presence look like? What are people saying? What are their competitors saying? What are the good things they're saying? What are the bad things they're saying that could be improved? And does the franchise that I'm thinking about buying into lend itself to my being able to solve that problem and deliver a better customer experience? And so basic Google search, go through their social media. Do they have a good social media presence? How often are they posting? Are people engaging? How long have they been around? Um, how many followers do they have? These are key things. I mean, like there's, there's especially like the beauty type industries, 
like a last business or a mobile tanning or whatever the case is, sugaring, hair removal. I want to know. I mean, I would expect those brands because they're more Instagrammable type businesses. I would want those, the corporate location and their franchisees. I would want to see that my own franchisees that are in the system or the corporate location have good brand presences. But I also want to make sure that, you know, how much other local competition is there that have similar on uh, similar strong online presences. And so, you know, so Google search, social media, website experience, you know, look at their website. Is it easy to follow? Does it get the right information? Does it pop out? Does it let you know quickly what they do? Is the journey and the navigation easy? All basic things you can do online. I think all of that should come before you do what you said, Dan, which is secret shopping. But just going a little bit more granular, Dan, I mean, what do you think are some, some key best business practices to properly secret shopping? And what are some of the key things that you would say to look for? Yeah, I mean, secret shopping, the business offering, right? The business the service, right? And so, you know, when I think about, like, if I was looking at the lead generation market, I would go and I would look at, like, what's the Google guaranteed market look like, which is a whole way of doing lead generation that a lot of people are not aware of in home service. Like, how is that? How, you know, how's that process looking? You know, are there, are there a bunch of competitors there? I'm going to look at, you know, um, you know, if I type into, you know, into Google, you know, it, it, it's challenging. The challenge that I have is, you know, it really depends on your market. Like, I'll give you an example. In, in restoration, you know, let me ask you a question. How many pizza places do you see in your town, whatever town you're in at any time? There's a lot of pizza places. A ton. It's a $25 billion industry. And so there needs to be a lot of pizza places to serve the giant demand of people that want pizza. You know, restoration is a $300 billion industry, right? And so, of course, there's a lot of restoration. Because I'm using that as an example um, you know, you you really need to understand the size of the market as well to then make a comparison of how many. You know, if, if if I was in the you know very specific niche of grooming, you know, border collies that you know live in a town, like uh, there, there's room for one, right? If if any, right? Like if there, if I'm talking about you know doing people's hair, there's a lot more room. And so, I mean, I found Ibis World as an amazing place to look. Like I look at Ibis World at data and try to make decisions off of that. Um, I encourage people to check out Ibis World, even if you got to pay. If you're going to buy a franchise and spend, you know, two hundred thousand dollars or whatever, why not spend a thousand dollars on the Ibis World report on that specific industry? I think that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, like you said, the more you niche down, the fewer potential prospects, fewer competition, but also less demand. So, things to keep in mind for sure. Well, I know that we're kind of bumping up against time here. Um, shorter episode here today, but. Hopefully, those were some some basic key ideas on uh, competitive and market analysis. Maybe we can do a, a part two where we dive in a little bit deeper and get uh, even more granular on how to properly do that and uh, and that sort of thing. But in any case, thanks, everyone, for hopping on to another episode of the I Fired My Boss Franchise Podcast. As always, leave us a review, share us with friends, and we'll see you on the next episode. You're f***ing fired. If you want to say those words to your boss... Make sure you head on over to ifiredmybosspodcast.com and fill out the form to schedule a no-cost consultation. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend who might also want to fire their boss.